Good morning, and welcome to Alpha's Business Update Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question and answer session with instructions given at that time. As a reminder, today's conference is being recorded. Now I would like to turn the call over to Mr. Hernan Lozano, Vice President of Investor Relations. Thank you. You may begin. Thank you, Laura. Good morning, everyone. And thank you for joining us on short notice for a discussion of Alpha's proposed spin-off of NEMAC. Additional details can be found in our press release, which was distributed on Friday together with a summarized presentation. Both are available on our website in the Investor Relations section. Making presentations today will be Alpha's president, Alvaro Fernandez, and NEMAC's CEO, Armando Tamez. Eduardo Escalante, Alfa's CFO. Carlos Jimenez, Alfa's Senior Vice President of Legal and Corporate Affairs. And Alberto Sada, NEMAC's CFO, will also participate in today's call. During this call, we will share forward-looking information and statements, which are based on variables and assumptions that are uncertain at this time. I will now turn the call over to Alvaro. Thank you, Hernan. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. Let me begin by saying that I hope everyone is staying healthy and safe. This year has certainly turned out to be a very challenging one. We took early decisive action and have made some difficult but proactive adjustments to adapt quickly to the COVID environment. I have been impressed and inspired by how everyone at Alpha and our companies around the world have come together and responded to this crisis. I would like to thank each and every one of our more than 80,000 team members whose hard work and dedication have been the key drivers behind Alpha's good results during these unprecedented times. In addition to our COVID-related efforts focused on safety and business continuity, we have kept sight of our long-term strategic priorities, including unlocking the unrecognized value of Alpha and its individual business units. Our recent announcement about the proposed spin-off of NEMAC is a transformational and a game-changer for Alpha. Over the years, we have assembled, nurtured, and grown a portfolio of diverse companies that are now leaders in their respective industries. Unfortunately, though, in spite of the strong fundamentals, Alpha's valuation has generally been penalized with a significant conglomerate discount. In recent years, the disconnect between Alpha's share price and the underlying value of its business has grown to unacceptable levels. In order to unlock Alpha's high value potential, we believe it is in our shareholders' best interest to begin a gradual shift towards fully independent business management, as opposed to the current conglomerate structure. The proposed spin-off is the first step in this direction. Looking back, we executed NEMAC's IPO in 2015, maintaining approximately 75% ownership at Alpha. Since then, NEMAC has consolidated its position as a leading provider of light weighting solutions 
to the global automotive industry. NEMAC is a mature business in the sense that the company has demonstrated its ability to operate fully separate from the parent. NEMAC holds a leading industry position and attractive growth prospects as it builds upon its world-class capabilities to serve its customers' growing sustainable mobility needs, including electric vehicle components. You will hear more about NEMAC's strong financial and business position from Armando later in this call. The proposal is to spin off Alpha's shareholders, two Alpha's shareholders, our 75% ownership of NEMAC, into a new publicly traded entity that I, will refer, that I will refer to as NEMAC Holding. Alpha's shareholders will receive one share of NEMAC Holding for each of their alpha shares. By doing this, we're effectively transferring full operational and autonomy to alpha's shareholders. In addition to unlocking value at the alpha level, we believe this is also an attractive means for maximizing value for the subsidiaries as a standalone entities. As a fully independent business, NEMAC should be valued on its own merits and growth opportunities. We are planning a gradual and orderly transition process. On the, the proposed spin-off, NEMAC's board of directors and management would remain the same, and the company will continue getting all our support to ensure a smooth transition. We are committed to maintaining the highest corporate governance and financial standards across the businesses. A few comments on the timing of the proposed spin-off. The announcement of the extraordinary shareholder meeting went out on Friday. The meeting is scheduled for August 17. Upon shareholder approval, we would expect the spin-off to occur within a 60-day time frame. Once the spin-off is affected, Alpha will no longer have an equity ownership in EMAC. The spin-off is subject to the usual and customary approvals. I will now turn the call over to Armando Tamex, NEMAC CEO, to elaborate on the company's process as a fully independent business. Thank you. Thank you, Alvaro. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for today's call. I would like to begin by reinforcing what Alvaro just mentioned in terms of NEMAC business and strategy. Upon approval of this transaction, the composition of our management team will remain unchanged. We will remain committed to upholding higher standards of corporate governance, and we will maintain our unwavering efforts to leverage our technological capabilities in vehicle aid waiting and electrification to drive sustainable long-term value creation for NEMAC stakeholders. Thanks to the contributions of our extraordinarily talented workforce we continue to strengthen our leading industry position, while at the same time making progress towards a further diversification of our product portfolio, particularly through the ramp up of our structural and electric vehicle components. Over the years, the values and culture of Alpha have served as a guiding light supporting the growth and transformation of NEMAC, and we will proudly carry this heritage with us into the future. NEMAC operates as a standalone business, both operationally and financially, 
As you may already know, it funds investment with its own cash flow, and it does not rely on corporate loans or guarantees from Alpha. Additionally, it has paid approximately $710 million in dividends to shareholders since 2014. I will also highlight that being a publicly traded company has helped facilitate direct access to diversified sources of funding. The public listing of the remainder of NEMAC shares will represent a new milestone in this regard, potentially supporting stock liquidity and valuation while helping us to reach an even broader community of investors. The proposed spin-off will also complement our continuous pursuit of efficiency in our operations. We expect that a more streamlined corporate structure will help us to reduce our fixed costs and expenses, reinforcing our already extensive efforts to make our operations leaner and more agile amid the pandemic. Moreover, being fully independent will give us increased flexibility to use cash flow to fund growth initiatives. As Alvaro mentioned, we see becoming a fully independent company as an opportunity to unlock value for NEMAX shareholders. Given our human talent, our customer relationships, and our global footprint, I am confident that we have everything we need to emerge stronger from this extraordinary period and capitalize on industry recovery, while at the same time building an even more robust foundation for tapping into long-term growth opportunities across powertrain, structural, and electric mobility applications. With this, I conclude my remarks and will now hand the call to Herman. Thank you, Armando. Operator, please instruct participants to queue for questions. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to ask a question, please press star one on your telephone keypad. A confirmation term will indicate your line is in the question queue. You may press star two if you would like to remove your question from the queue. For participants using speaker equipment, it may be necessary for you to pick up your handset before pressing the star keys. One moment while we pull for questions. Our first question comes from the line of Vanessa Quiroga with Credit Suisse. You may proceed with your question. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, Vanessa, good morning. Okay, good morning. Thank you for the call. My question is regarding um, the, the, the timing for the full plan to be unfolded, including Alpex, uh, full spin-off, and how crucial do you think that complete sale of Axel is uh, to unfold uh, the full plan? Thank you. Let me let me take that. This is Alvaro. Thank you, Vanessa. Um, I guess uh, it's it's a, a multiple answer question. Um, well, first, as you know, we we have the Excel process going on, 
uh, as we speak, um, and we expect to conclude it uh, by the end of the year, hopefully, um, beginning of next year at the latest. So in a sense, we're having two processes at the same time. One is this that we're talking about, NEMAC, and the other one um, is, is the, the sale of, uh, of Axtel. With regards to, to Alpec, um, I think we, we need to, to, to do, do these two processes first, um, get the proceeds from Axtel into the holding, and then we can do the, the, the next one, let's say, or the, the, the final move, which would be to make um, Alpec independent. We do not have uh, necessarily um, a timing already, but it's definitely a move we will make at some point in the future. Okay, thank you very much, Alvaro. Thank you, Vanessa. Our next question comes from the line of Nicolás Lipman with Morgan Stanley. You may proceed with your question. Thank you and good morning. Thanks for taking my questions. Um, very interesting move and thanks uh, for clarifying there. Um, it's certainly going to make it easier, I think, for us to write about it. Um, now, now, my question is, um, what do you think would be an adequate level of depth at the Sigma? If we think about um, the level where you would potentially collapse the holding into Sigma, how much of the holding company debt do you think that that Sigma potentially could could or should hold. Uh, that's one. And number two, could you talk a little bit about the importance of fiscal planning in relationship with all of this? Also, if that you see any fiscal risks to the, the number of different transactions that you're doing. We've seen several Mexican companies uh, being involved with different fiscal things this year. Is this something that have played into uh, the decision to, to, to spin off uh, First, NEMAC and potentially later, Alpin. Thank you very much. And again, congratulations. Thank you, Nicolai. I think uh, very, two very good uh, questions. Um, I think Sigma, uh, in my opinion, um, can take a lot of that, uh, much more than it has now, because it has an ability to produce uh, cash flow, uh, a steady cash flow every year. So it's relatively very predictable. Um, to have it uh, that way, but at the same time, it's a company that we want to grow. So if you have seen in the past, we bought uh, Bares and we took the leverage um, ratio much higher than 3.5, I don't remember exactly, and then it came down again, and then we bought Campo, Campo Frio, and it has been a little bit the, the story. So going back to your question, we don't really like it uh, to we think it can, it can handle a lot more. To bring it back to 2.5 has always been our target, and uh, we will continue to, to strive for that. Um, but it's very difficult to, to predict, uh, as of now, especially with the COVID environment, what's going to happen. We have seen that Sigma is doing much, much better than, than we thought, except for the food, food, uh, food service vision. But other than that, and even uh, throughout the different geographies, it has done uh, a lot better. So we expect leverage to, to come down slowly but surely within the next uh, quarters. Regarding the fiscal, uh, uh, let's say, um, 
as you said, some other companies have been involved in many strange things that have come really from the past administration that has concluded at this time. We don't expect any problems regarding that. I think the price uh, of NEMEC, it's public, it's right there, um, and the, the book value, it's right there, so we don't expect any, any issues on that, any reactions um, from the authorities. Um, I don't know, Carlos or Eduardo, if you want to add anything to that, but it's, it's very, for us, it's a very transparent uh, operation. Again, the price is public, and the book value is it's very um, straightforward, so we don't see any issues with that. Hi, this is Eduardo. Uh, good morning to you all, and, and just to compliment what Alvaro was saying, let me, let me mention that the spin-off is the most effective mechanism to, to do this uh, from several point of, points of view. Uh, from, the, from the cost point of view, timing, transparency, and the, and the merge of optionality of, of uh, NIMAC holding and NIMAC in the future. So we think this is, this is the, the most effective mechanism. Uh, I would also like to point out that no, there is no tax impact for NIMAC in this transaction. Uh, Alpha, Alpha will be sub subject to income tax based on the uh, spin-off price, but there is no tax impact for NIMAC. Carlos, would you like to add something? Hello, this is Carlos Jimenez. Uh, if I understood the question that was asked to us, uh, there's one uh, part of the question that I believe we have not addressed. That is the fact that uh, there is no trigger uh, based on fiscal considerations that, uh, that we are doing this uh, spin-off. Uh, I believe that you made a reference uh, to some of the other uh, cases that have going on in Mexico that have resulted in the deconsolidation of some subsidiaries. We don't have any of those uh, triggers based or explaining our transaction. Got it. Thank you very much. Our next question comes from the line of Eric Nugular with Bank of America. You may proceed with your question. Yes, hi, good morning, and thank you for calling giving us a little bit more clarity. So um, I have two questions on my side. First one is, as we decompose Alpha's structure uh, going forward that services several of your subsidiaries, have you estimated uh, what the impact on your cost base will be or on your margins for each subsidiary? And um, my second question is, for Nemox shares, um, I want to do the spin-off. Will the holding shares have preference um, voting rights over the existing NEMAC uh, shares, or whether they do the same. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carlos. Give us, we'll take that question. Give us one minute, please. The spin-off company, which is going to be a newly created company, will have 100% of its shares with full voting rights. Uh, there will be no difference between one share and, and the others that are going to be issued by the, that company. Okay, that's 
al pasar las cosas. Okay. And, and uh, thank you, Eric. This is Eduardo. Uh, regarding, regarding your first question, uh, we, we understood that uh, you wanted to have an, uh, the estimated impact on margins on the subsidiaries. Correct, as you roll down the cost structure from Alpha. Sure, sure. We, don't, we, we do not expect uh, any significant uh, impact on the, on the margins of the, of the subsidiaries. Uh, we think the subsidiaries are uh, already a, a very, very uh, independent business by themselves, even today. Uh, there are a few services that are provided by, by the holding company, but those are really nothing, I would say, significant in terms of costs that uh, in the future we expect the subsidiaries to to uh, uh, to have them by by themselves and let me let me turn this to Armando Tamez so he can give you his view on how he expects the the costs to to move into the future uh, given this transaction and and, and the, the margin expectations that that he has from you yeah thank you Eduardo as uh, as we were the commenting on, on my uh, presentation, certainly we received today some support uh, from basically from the financial area, from Alpha, as well as uh, also the legal side. As Alvaro indicated, we will have a smooth transition uh, in which we are planning to continue receiving these services for a short period of time, and then we will, uh, on our own initiatives, look how we can uh, support these services that we are getting now from Alpha. We expect that uh, we will have some cost reduction by moving into this uh, direction, and certainly, as Eduardo is indicating, uh, the cost of those services is not uh, that high. However, uh, we are always looking for opportunities to further reduce our cost structure. Eric, if I may, um, I saw what you you wrote. Uh, I think it was uh, some some days ago. Are you concerned of the when you say margins? Are you concerned with the cost structure that these companies will need to keep going by themselves? Is that what you're saying? Yes, correct. Okay. No, in that sense, I think the the answer has been uh, already answered. I think. These companies are already quite uh, independent by themselves. So the idea is to make them, even even Sigma and uh, and Altec, to make them as independent as possible from the holding. Um, and and the idea of all this is to to reduce the conglomerate discount. So in the end, um, it's it, the idea is more to have a holding company, not a conglomerate. And um, and yes, of course, as Armando just said, some some of these services will have to be now paid for by themselves, but we don't expect any significant uh, increase in, in that structure. Otherwise, it will be sort of uh, defeating the purpose of doing this. Okay, thank you very much. Our next question comes from the line of Greg Magnuson with Newberger Berman. You may proceed with your question. 
Hi. Good morning. I was hoping, Ernan, that you might just speak briefly to the, the credit implications of the proposed transaction and perhaps any, uh, any ongoing conversations with the ratings agencies. Obviously, uh, S&P um, looks, looks to be the most at risk, and I wonder how you think about uh, potential downgrades to the complex, and particularly Alpex, which, which you'd be risking uh, falling to, to uh, WB+. If you could speak about that, I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. This is Eduardo. Thanks for, for, for the question. Uh, we, we have been in touch with the rating agencies to explain uh, this transaction, the, the first step, the, the NIMAC uh, spin-off as well as, as the whole plan uh, since late last week. Uh, we agreed with the three agencies to, to sit down in the next following days with them to review the details and, and uh, the financial projections for each one of the, of the companies, uh, again, within the, next, within the next following days. So uh, I will, I will uh, wait until we have those meetings to see what their, their final position their final position is, and, and let me let me mention how how we see these these transactions from from the from the point of view of credit risk for for our companies. Uh, we we do think that uh, maintaining Alpec and Sigma within Alpha, uh, and and of course these two companies are the by far the largest providers of, of dividends to the to the holding company. Uh, between both of them, it's around 80%, close to 80% of the of the dividends. So we don't see a, a, an increased credit risk uh, at this time for for Alpha. As you know, both Altec and Sigma uh, have been through this uh, pandemia with with a very resilient uh, results demand for the volume of their products is is quite quite strong and and we expect to them to continue having a very solid <clears throat> very solid results in addition to that uh, the the uh, strategic alternatives that we are looking at in the case of axtel uh, we think we'll be able to to close the the transaction to sell uh, either the infrastructure business unit of Axtel or the whole or the, or the whole company uh, very soon, uh, and by very soon I mean uh, within within 12 months. Uh, and and if you look at at the expected uh, value for for Axtel uh, sale, uh, the the implied value for Alpha is larger than the total NIMAC dividends that we have received in Alpha in the last 10 years. So we are, we are confident that with this transaction plus the support of Alpec and, and Sigma, uh, we, will be, we will be in, in, very, in very good shape. Uh, one, one, one additional comment. Uh, you have to realize that the, the, Axtel, the Axtel transaction, we expect uh, the value also to be larger than all the previous monetizations 
the, all the, the monetizations we did in 2019 in Alpha, including the cogen, the cogen assets at, at Alpic. So again, it's going to be a very, very, very significant for, for Alpha. And in addition to that, we will continue maintaining the financial discipline and, and uh, strong corporate governance uh, not only in Alpha but also in each one of the in each one of the companies. So we are confident that uh, the, the, there is no significant increase in risk in terms of the credit worthiness of Alpha and, and its companies. Okay, thank you. And just just to clarify, though, there have been no concrete commitments from the agencies to wait and and see through to the uh, to the Axel transaction, or is the expectation that they'll be patient and, and wait to see that divestiture happen? Uh, again, the, what what we asked them for was for the opportunity to sit down with them, and we agreed to do so in the next following days to to explain them the details of the transaction and and what we what are our plans going forward. Uh, we did we did share with them the the general overview, so as 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 we are doing today during this call, but we'll be reviewing the transaction later in the week. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Our next question comes from the line of Gilberto Garcia with Barclays. You may proceed with your question. Hi, good morning. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, Adora, you have uh, in the past talked about the many different options that the holding had to invest in, in its uh, various businesses. With this transaction, uh, are, are you basically saying goodbye to the, to that option? Will what, what is the uh, end state of of the holding? You you mentioned that it, you will shift from being a, a conglomerate to to a holding. So so what is that holding uh, going to look like? And then uh, on the structure of of having this uh, NEMAC holding entity. Uh, what what is the reason for for this? Why not just give uh, shareholders uh, a, a share or your direct shares of of NIMAC, and then will you at some point uh, merge the the NIMAC holding and the operating uh, subsidiary? Thank you. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> um, the end, the end state uh, is yes to have um, all of them. Uh, I mean, look, uh, not not too long ago, if you bought Alpha, you were buying uh, petrochemicals, you were buying um, energy, you were buying um, food, you were buying auto parts, you were buying a lot of things. So it was um, difficult not to say we weren't a, a conglomerate, even though we saw a lot of. Uh, uh, attributes and value to that, but in the end, what we have is really through the three strong and, and by now I would say very independent companies. So, so it's uh, Alpec, it's Sigma, and it's uh, and it's Nemec. Um, so yes, in the end we will have the three three independent companies, and uh, if you have a percentage of Alpha, you will end up having a percentage of each of the three companies. In the end. Um, what you will have is, is uh, really a, coll a collapse between Alpha Holding and Sigma. So uh, immediately uh, it will be public, uh, Sigma, by doing that. Uh, maybe some little businesses will remain, uh, some 
businesses that give shared services, uh, some real estate too, but the main asset at uh, the holding would be would be Sigma. Um, uh, to your point, at, at the end, you know, the the, the end state. Um, with regards to to the two the two um, NEMAX, um, yes, there would be some point that they would be merged, and it will only be one one um, uh, stock. Um, Carlos, I don't know if you care to develop on that. Uh, yeah, let me also address uh, one part of the question that uh, that asked it uh, whether the, we did uh, analyze uh, a different structure of the transaction by delivering shares of the existing legal entity of NIMAC. And the answer is yes, we reviewed that, but we found that it was most uh, effective to do it uh, through uh, a spin-off, uh, an decision. As, uh, as uh, it is called in Mexico. So we found out that this is the most effective way and we are channeling the transaction in such a, uh, in such a manner. Uh, the consolidation of this newly created company, uh, uh, the company that is going to be spin-off and to which uh, Alpha will be transferring its equity participation in EMAC, uh, it's, it's something that uh, we have contemplated and it's something that will take place in the future. We have not decided exactly when, uh, but at the end of the day, the two companies will be consolidated into one. Okay, understood. Thank you. And a follow-up, if I may. Uh, then, is it uh, fair to, to assume that there will not be uh, an IPO of, of Sigma uh, eventually, or, or would there be a, a follow-on or something of the like uh, later on? Well, I mean, in the end, uh, when you spin off uh, Alpec, you you truly have, as I said, the only asset in Alpha would be would be Sigma, uh, and it would be public by itself. So. It, it just, it, I guess you could do a follow-on, but not not an IPO because it would be it would be if if you have the only the only main asset at, at the alpha level is sigma, then by itself is 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 public. And that's the reason we're doing this because then you on tap the value of of sigma. You can only value alpha um, as a as a as a food company. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Ivan Fernandez with PICTEC. You may proceed with your question. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for the time. And most of my questions have been answered. Just one quick follow-up on the timing for this uh, venture spin-off of Alpec and the merger of Sigma with Alpha itself. I know you said earlier you don't have a definitive timeline yet, but can you just give us some sense? Are we talking about something in the next six to 18 months, or are we talking about something in the next five years, just a rough a rough time frame, or, or even how how you're thinking about that time frame would be quite helpful for us. Thank you. It's it's really a very difficult uh, question to to answer, to be totally honest. Um, we we have not even given it uh, much thought about it. I know it's not a great answer, but it's as fast as possible, but definitely not within the next six months. I think we have two huge um, things to be doing now, which is NEMAC and then 
is the, the sale of Excel. So, and again, we will have to see what the proceeds uh, from Excel would be to the holding. And then uh, there was an earlier question regarding what the leverage is, and you know, we need to analyze all that. Uh, perhaps by the beginning of next year, we can give you more clarity and more um, um, just a reasonable expectation on, on, on time. But um, um, I don't know. That's that's. I don't know, Eduardo or Carlos, if you care to add anything to that. But it's it's very difficult to answer that even as as we speak. Uh, yes, this is Eduardo, and, and thanks, uh, Ivan. Uh, yeah, from from the from the uh, for the whole process, the the future steps uh, is 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 very difficult to 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 give you a timeline as as Alvaro mentioned. Uh, in the case of Nimax spin-off, uh, there is going to be a, an an extraordinary shareholders meeting for Alpha. As, as uh, it was, it was uh, published on August 17th, and as Alvaro mentioned previously, we expect to to do NIMAX spin-off within a 60-days window following uh, that that uh, shareholders meeting. And Ivan, if if, uh, if I may add to that, um, um, the the what we are definitely doing now is making sure that Alpec and Sigma start to work fully independent. Um, so we are preparing them to be to be completely ready. Um, let's say in six to eight months. Um, so when we trigger the next step, there wouldn't be um, any issues, and it would be very easy to to, to do the transaction. Okay, no, thanks very much for that answer. Just one very quick follow-up as well. You mentioned that the expected proceeds from Axtel are greater than all of the dividends NIMAC has ever paid to Alpha. Can you just give us a, just for me to save me the work of going look for that number, how much more or less has NIMAC paid in total to Alpha over the last 10 years? Yes, yes, Ivan, uh, this is Eduardo. This is Eduardo again. Over the last 10 years, Alpha has received dividends from NIMAC uh, around six hundred million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Just Thank you, guys. Good luck with it. That is only just, uh, just one clarification. That is only for the portion that that Alpha has has received, not full dividends, of course, where we have to include uh, the whole the whole uh, universe of of Nimax uh, shareholders. Yeah. Just just to add on that, uh, Eduardo. You. Eduardo, thank you. Uh, we have paid already since. 2014 to the shareholders of uh, NIMAC, $710 million so far. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. Sure. Our next question comes from the line of Alejandro Osar with GBM. You may proceed with your question. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you for taking my questions and good morning. I have three questions. The, the first one is, um, this is what investors have been waiting for a long time. Uh, my question is, why right now? What, have, what made the board change its mind? Could you give us more color on, on, on the board discussions, Alvaro? The second one is, if you could give us, there's, there's a lot of uh, questions about your, your debt. Uh, 
uh, if you have a, a, an estimate of, of the land bank you have or the corporate offices of Alpha, and the last one is related to your corporate expenses. If you have a, a guidance after the uh, spin-off of NEMAC, uh, what should we see uh, thinking that currently they are around $50 million? Thank you. Yes, thank you, Alejandro. Um, I guess a few, a few things there. Yes, the corporate expenses are $50 million. Um, but they have been $50 million for the past 10 years. So, um, an alpha has probably doubled in size and doubled in EBTA um, in the past 10 years. Perhaps not including this year for extraordinary reasons, but uh, the, the, the expenses have not really increased much in the past, uh, um, again, 10 years. But, yeah, of course, doing this would definitely mean um, a big reduction in, in corporate expenses. Um, slowly but surely, as again each company becomes more more independent, um, I would I wouldn't really want to um, give you a number right now, but uh, because I don't have it. But um, in the end, we are in the middle of the process of talking to all the companies, not only Nemac but uh, Alpec and Sigma as well. To to we have we are having these discussions to say what, what services you need, what services you don't need. And in the end, um, have a, a, a quite large uh, reduction in corporate expenses because then um, these services would not be required as a as a central uh, service. Uh, regarding why now, Google, there are many many um, many answers there, <clears throat> but I would say. We we have been thinking about this for the past ten years. It was just very very difficult to to do because each company has been growing uh, at um, fast uh, steps. I think now they're especially Nemac is very, has been very independent and they they have a strategic uh, path uh, to go to. And I would say the other thing was that. We we realized that we we could we could go ahead with the Axel um, um, sale or process, and uh, we we thought that it was uh, a very good timing. With the with the um, price of uh, Nemax uh, shares, uh, it makes it also very um, let's say easier to to do it in this in this. Uh, And, and one more, if I may, Alvaro, would you say uh, dividends at the alpha level uh, will not be canceled as, as there is no reason to maintain them, or what can you comment on that? Well, you will now have dividends from, let's say, in next year, you would have dividends from alpha coming from Sigma and Alpec, and you will have dividends from uh, NEMAC if you stay with your position of NEMAC. So in the end, there shouldn't be any any huge difference. Um, if any, if the companies keep doing well, you might even receive more dividends um, from the three separate uh, companies. So uh, yeah, it would depend really on, on as, as any other uh, company would depend on, on the cash flow that you're generating each year. I think uh, this year has been tough. 
but we don't expect any significant um, reduction on the dividends as uh, as a, as an individual shareholder. But I mean, at, at the holding levels, at Alpha, why would you continue paying dividends if you want to get to Sigma and, and you still have uh, debt at the holding level? I'm not sure I understand you, Alejandro. I think we 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 are a public company, and public companies are expected to to pay dividends. Um, and I think it's it's a, only a discipline that uh, we keep uh, paying dividends, and at the same time, um, making sure that uh, you um, honor the, your debt payments and and all that. So. It's just, I guess, a part of, of doing business is to, to share some of the profits with the with the shareholders. But maybe I'm not understanding you. It's okay, Alvaro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for for. No, 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 Alejandro. If, if I'm not if, if I'm not making uh, if I'm not answering, please please go ahead. Alvaro, I don't know if you um, care to pitch in. Yes, thank you, Alvaro, and thanks, Alejandro, for for the question. I think it's very important. To, to remember that a, a key element for the reduction of the debt at the holding company is going to be the, the sale of Axtel, either the infrastructure uh, or, or the whole company. So that's, that's going to be key again, and, and uh, uh, we do expect that transaction to close within the next 12 months. Okay. Thank you. Thank you again, Alvaro and, and Eduardo. And, and Alejandro, the, the other bond is uh, due in 44, so I think we have a lot more time to to figure that uh, that one out. The other one is in, in 24. We we cannot even prepare it now, so um, uh, I think with time we are confident that we will be able to pull uh, ahead and pay all the debt at the holding level. Sorry, I didn't understand before. Thanks again. Mm-hmm. Our next question comes from the line of Jacob Steinfeld with Ashmore. You may proceed with your question. Hi, good morning. Thanks very much for the call. Um, I had a follow-up question sort of on the debt and sort of the rating implications because, you know, it's always been, I, I believe, important for the company to maintain its investment-grade rating at, at the holding company. But if I understand what you're trying to do here, so first you'll spin off NEMAC, uh, which is a, a relevant asset for, for the holding. And then later you'll do the same with, with Alpec and, and also sell your 53% stake in, in Alpha or sell, uh, you know, the, the infrastructure business of Alpha, I mean, Actel, and then uh, use some of the proceeds to send up to the holding company. But is, is the plan to use those proceeds from Actel to repay the 24s and therefore you have, the 500 million of the 44s remaining, of which will effectively become debt of Sigma when you merge those the the holding and Sigma together. Just trying to understand what what this will look like and how you expect to maintain your IG ratings with spinning off, I guess, two of the relevant subsidiaries and selling Axtel or a portion of it. Well, you have to remember that <clears throat> both Alpec and Sigma are investment uh, grade, so. Um, um, we don't. I mean, it's it's uh, as you said, it's a uh, it's a significant division that we are spinning off. But uh, again, those two companies are investment grade, and I think uh, 
there shouldn't be uh, an issue because there will be hopefully continue to be investment grade. But I think a lot of you have talked more to the rating agencies in the past days. I don't know if you want to um, add anything. Sure, sure. Uh, and thanks, Jacob. Uh, I, I think it's very important to realize that we we plan to do the the Alpex uh, spin-off from Alpha uh, when uh, uh, we have say a level of debt at the holding company that is uh, manageable uh, just by Sigma. Given that at that point in time, Sigma will will be the only company within within the the alpha the alpha structure. So uh, that's something that we will be carefully looking at. How we are going to do it? If we are going to pay early or or on time the 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 24 bond or not? That that is something that uh, really depends on the sale of Axtel, but also on the on the market conditions. Uh, going going forward, so that is that is not something that we are uh, ready to 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 tell you if if we are going to pay and when we are going to pay those bonds and and if we are going to instead reduce uh, some debt at the at the sigma level in order to to be able to merge those companies. But again, the plan is to 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 do that when sigma uh, has a uh, is, is able to to manage that debt. Uh, we we do we are committed to our to our investment grades in, in in Alpha, Sigma, and and Alpec, and and we plan to continue being extremely disciplined in terms of financials uh, within Alpha and, and those companies that remain in Alpha's in Alpha's universe in order in order to continue to continue. Uh, with those with those uh, rating rating grades. Okay, so you're not you will not spin off Alpec until the Axel transaction is completed, and therefore you have enough cash to try to reduce the billion dollars of bonds you have with the holding company. Otherwise, Sigma would effectively be assuming a hundred a billion dollars in debt. Is that a fair statement? That is. That is correct. It's a fair statement, and and that is one of the reasons why we are not doing every one of the spin-offs at this time. If if you think about it. Sure. Okay. Thank you very much. Well. Our next question comes from the line of Jean Bruni with BBVA. You may proceed with your question. Uh, I there, thanks for taking my question. Um, most of, of them are, have been answered, but actually I would like to uh, maybe specify if the, the spin-off will have some impact on the capital allocation at the uh, NEMAC. Uh, if it's, it will not be following anymore the 1.5 to 2.5 uh, times mobility, for instance, or have a new view on, on dividend. Uh, next one will be on the potential hurdles to the spin-off. I don't know if um, Maybe we need an agreement with, uh, with Ford or uh, what can be the delays in the 60 days uh, time frame just uh, being given to us. And, and the last one is more uh, qualitative maybe. It's uh, regarding the, uh, let's say, the cultural impact uh, of the spin-off on, uh, on Alpha. 
Uh, I mean, the market's been a part of, uh, of Alpha for 30 or 40 years. Uh, you have a lot of people at management at NMI uh, that were a part of, uh, of Alpha or, or other subsidiaries. Uh, what, what is the approach of the company, uh, of different companies, on the, to, to probably moderate the cultural impact of the, the spin-off on, on the different parts of the groups? Thank you very much. John, let me let me ask you please to restate question number two and question number three since we didn't quite get them, please. Yeah, sure. The first one was on the capital allocation. Um, all the subsidiaries of Alpha have been following the 1.5 to 2.5 times net debt CBT as a as a target. Just to know if it will change uh, with a spin-off. The second one was on Ford. Uh, all the potential hurdles to the um, to the spin-off. Uh, I don't know if you have seen any. Uh, what basically what may delay the 60-day uh, time frame uh, you have set for the for the spin-off of NEMAC? That's clear. Give me one second, please. Sure. This is Armando. Maybe, maybe I, I can answer the, the first part of the question related to the debt. Uh, I think NIMAC is, if uh, this uh, transaction is approved, certainly we will leave uh, Alpha with our own uh, balance sheet, our own debt. We are not taking any debt uh, from Alpha. That's the first point. Related to the capital allocation for NIMAC, we will continue with the same discipline that we have. Characterizes, characterizes for the last uh, years. Just to remember uh, for everybody's benefit, we had six and a half years with a leverage ratio of less than two times, and that's the discipline that we would like to maintain. C certainly this year has been very tough uh, due, to the, due to the pandemic, and, uh, but we will continue as soon as the market starts uh, gradually recovering to go back to these uh, levels in which we will have uh, less than two times uh, leverage as our policy uh, that we would like to implement uh, at NIMAC. Uh, for the capital allocation, certainly we expect that with the cash flow generation that we will create, that we will have great opportunities to further invest uh, in more electrification, structural components, and certainly continue growing uh, our business. Hi, this is this is Eduardo. Uh, John, let me let me let me add to what Armando just just uh, mentioned. It is important to to consider that NIMAC's uh, spin-off will be the complete legal legal entity that 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 you know as 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 NIMAC, uh, the the public company that you know today. It will not take any additional liabilities for, from Alpha or any one of the other companies, neither uh, it will leave any liabilities. So uh, NIMA has been, has been as, as Armando has mentioned, uh, running pretty much as an, as an independent company uh, with its own uh, uh, capital allocation, allocation process. And, and regarding your third question, the, the delay, potential or not delay on, on 60 days to, to 
uh, do the, the, the NIMAC spin-off, first of all, it has to be approved in the, in the shareholders' assembly, so we, we need to wait and see what happens. And, and uh, certainly it is subject, the spin-off is subject to, to market conditions. We, we need to monitor what is going to happen uh, in the next, in the next uh, weeks or months and, and see what happens in the, in the financial markets as well as, as uh, uh, in, 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 other, in other markets. Carlos? John, are you in the line? Our next question comes from Matias Valmaje with Blue Bay Asset Management. You may proceed with your question. Hi, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, of course, uh, some of the, uh, the, the topics have been touched upon, but I want to follow up a bit on the debt because the, the financial discipline that so characterizes you, as you pointed out, having so many years under two times net leverage, et cetera, et cetera, Seems like either this was not given a, a big consideration this time around, or someone forgot to ring S&P. Because whilst you hope that your ratings are going to be maintained, S&P initially, at least, seems to feel differently. And so, um, whilst it's great that you're going to engage with them after the fact, um, I wonder what perhaps uh, drove the consideration of not engaging them before the fact. And once the Axtel sale is completed, if you're considering to inject equity uh, or capital in Alpic, uh, potentially to avoid a downgrade, given that that remains a big big risk from, um, from SMB. NEMAC doesn't seem to be at risk. Um, Sigma will be, you know, blended into um, Alpha, and so of course it's going to benefit from those proceeds directly. But whether, as I said, whether um, any potential kind of downstreaming of, of capital or injection into Alpec, if if that were needed to avoid a downgrade, is a consideration. Thank you. Hello, Matias. And, and before we answer your question, let me just uh, state that unfortunately Alvaro has a hard stop at 11 a.m. But the rest of the team will, will stay here to answer the rest of the questions. So in this case, um, I don't know if you I'll want be to here for a, for a few, I'll be here for a few more minutes around, but uh, I think the, this uh, question from Matias could be answered by, by Eduardo. It has to do with the rating agencies. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, hi, Matias. This is, this is Eduardo, and, and again, thanks for, for the question. Uh, well, as, as I mentioned earlier, we, we did engage in communications with, with S&P to explain to them the, the transaction and, and, and the whole plan and, and why we think the, there is not increased risk, uh, credit risk in the, in the companies, either in Alpex, Sigma, or, or Alpha, in particular considering the, the transaction, the potential transaction that we plan to do in, in Axtel. 
uh, and again, we'll be we'll be talking with them this week, and and hopefully we'll be in a much better position to to sit down with you and and talk about details a detailed answer to your question and and concern uh, after after we talk to them and and see where where they stand. Today, uh, I think we we first need to to sit down with them and talk to them. Okay, thank you. Just perhaps a, 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 an afterthought, um, which has not been uh, highlighted at all. Maybe it's not in the cards, but given given the the the, the separate spin-offs that you're going to be carrying out, uh, is it contemplated at some point in the future, or that then potential sales of those uh, shares, whether it's at NEMAC or at uh, Alpic, uh, could be carried out? Um, since it, it's going to be probably just legally, logistically, a little bit easier. Uh, to, to ultimately sell out of those assets? Alpha, Alpha wouldn't sell out of those assets. Alpha would effectively transfer its uh, ownership stake in each of those companies to Alpha shareholders. So really there's no cash flow for Alpha from the spin-offs themselves. Gotcha. No, no, no. I thought if ultimately, um, but but I understand that it it kind of addresses the the question. But um, I never thought, I never um, assumed there would be any cash flow into Alpha from from this transaction. Um, in my previous question, I was referring to cash flow from the Axtel sales. Um, but thank you. That's um, that clarifies it. Thank you. And we'd be happy to follow up offline. Our next question comes from the line of Jorge Mauro with Fundamente. You may proceed with your question. Yes, uh, hello. Uh, my question is regarding the, the, the tax implications. I mean, I understand that, uh, I mean, you're spinning off this EMAC holding, which is a new vehicle. Uh, is this going to have any tax uh, uh, consequences? And this is the reason why you are doing a holding instead of spinning out the the the, the NEMAC already uh, listed vehicle, and uh, just to understand if, uh, should we think of a similar structure when you do ALPEC? Are you planning to do like an ALPEC holding as well? Uh, thank you, thank you, Jorge. Uh, let me, let me uh, try, try to, to clarify the, the tax issue. As, as, as we have said, there is no tax impact for NEMAC. Now, on the alpha side, alpha will be subject to income tax uh, uh, based on the uh, spin-off uh, price, the, the price of NIMAX uh, shares versus the, the shares cost basis that we have in, in, in alpha. Uh, there, will be, there will be no other uh, tax implications uh, significant tax implications regarding regarding the, the transaction. Uh, now, in the case of Alpec, uh, the plan is to do an Alpec spin-off. The the exact conditions will be defined when we we do it, depending on on where we stand and and the market conditions uh, at at the time. Uh, uh, I, I think it's, it's too early to, to uh, define the details of how and, 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 and again, when we plan to do it. 
Okay, but for for NIMAC, uh, it's I mean, so Alpha will will have to pay taxes. I mean, based on the book value that those NIMAC shares are today, uh, and the spoon-off value. If that's the case, why are you doing a holding and not just spinning out the listed vehicle in one step? I mean, wh why do we need to do to two steps? First, the holding and then merging uh, both entities. Uh, doing, doing a spin-off okay, of, of a, a new legal entity that owns the 75% shares of NIMAC that, that Alpha owns today is uh, the most efficient way to do it both for Alpha as well as for the shareholders of, of Alpha. Uh, in order, in order to, to, to have a... Uh, the the best uh, possible transparency and, and and cost and and timing to do to do this this uh, transaction. If we had uh, given the shares of Emac directly to Alpha shareholders, it we have uh, cost and and timing implications that we wanted and 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 also other implications for Alpha. That uh, we wanted to to avoid. Let me let me add. This is Carlos. Let me add uh, just a couple of uh, uh, two different uh, issues uh, regarding uh, regarding the spin-off. Uh, it's not going to be uh, the book value. Uh, what we're going to be comparing against the market is going to be tax-adjusted cost, which is a different figure. And secondly, uh, we did analyze other routes different uh, from the spin-off, and some of the efficiencies that we were referring early on the call is that the other routes were, uh, were routes in which the actual shareholders will be assessed with certain amounts of income that are going to be deemed by the Mexican tax authorities. So we thought that it was much more efficient to align the tax consequences on alpha and avoid uh, delivering any tax consequences to our shareholders. Perfect. Well, that's, that's very clear. Thank you, for, thank you for your time, and congratulations on the book. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Michelle Gavis with UBS. You may proceed with your question. Hey, hi, uh, thank you for the call. Just a quick uh, follow-up on the credit implications. Uh, is, is there any risk that this transaction would trigger any change of control triggering events considering the inventory of NIMAC uh, senior notes? And uh, are you expecting to call, is that the case for any consent solicitation to holders or, or what are you considering on this topic? Uh, hi, Michelle. This is Eduardo. Uh, uh, we do not, we do not expect uh, uh, to have any change of control implications, since the ultimate direct uh, ownership of the of NIMAC of the company is substantially the same uh, immediately after the transaction as it was prior to the to to to, to the transaction as, as it is as it is today. So we will be will be sitting down with the with the major uh, bondholders 
uh, both of Alpha and, and, and NIMAC in order to explain to them uh, the transaction as well as, as uh, how the companies look going forward. Uh, uh, we will be sitting down with, with uh, actually some of you and, and, and the rest of, of the, bond, the main bondholders uh, in the next following days, but, but no, we do not see any implication. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Our next question comes from the line of Alejandro Zar with GBM. You may proceed with your question. Hello again, guys. Just a follow-up. Um, there's a lot of interest from international investors, but, but a lot of uncertainty in, in, in the trading side, given the, the cap on, on, on the Nafinsa Trust. Is there any news regarding the trust? Could you give us a, a timeline on this? Thank you. Uh, yes, uh, the news, uh, I believe, that uh, remained the same as, uh, as we had explained before. Uh, we are fully aware of the issue. We are working expeditiously uh, to uh, increase the threshold uh, that nowadays is 50%. We're trying to increase that. We have already started the process. We have already initiated the exchanges of documents and information with all the parties involved. And uh, we don't have a specific timing for clearing uh, these processes. Uh, we believe that it will take us uh, uh, probably more than the, the next uh, two or three weeks. Uh, and we expect to be ready with an increased threshold uh, within the next month. Wonderful. Thank you, Carlos. Our next question comes from the line of Likolash Lipman with Morgan Stanley. You may proceed with your question. Hi again. Sorry for coming back. Um, so, 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 so with the kids, I'm sorry for asking so in such an informal way, but with the kids kind of moving out and, and becoming independent, you guys are going to have a lot of space. Uh, on the in the Alpha headquarter or campus, how should we think about that? Is that something that you could be thinking about monetizing as well? Um, and 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 and, and yeah, so that's the question. Thank you very much. Hi, Nikolai. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, as as you know, uh, Alpha Alpha owns a prime land here in in Monterey. And, and certainly, if, if in the future uh, the, the holding company reduces its size as expected, uh, we'll be in a position to monetize that, that land. Uh, we, we think it's, it's uh, as, as you mentioned, it's, it's uh, very valuable. Got it. Thanks. Well, Our next question comes from the line of Gilberto Garcia with Barclays. You may proceed with your question. Uh, hello, thank you for the follow-up. Uh, can you uh, give us an estimate on the uh, tax that you will incur uh, because of the uh, transactions uh, structure? And uh, I, I know it's very early, but would it be something similar in, in proportion uh, once you do 
the same process with the uh, rest of the uh, subsidiaries. Thank you. Uh, hi, Gilberto. Again, this is Eduardo, and, and thanks again. Uh, yeah, uh, the preliminary estimation that we have, and, and we included that in the information memorandum that was published uh, uh, recently, is a, a net uh, tax of 600 million pesos, roughly. Uh, again, it will depend on what happens from today until uh, the next, within the next few weeks until, until uh, the, the date of the, of the spin-off, the actual spin-off, but that's, that's our initial estimate. And, and if, if you do this process uh, with, say, Alpec, do you have any rough estimate on, on the uh, potential size of, of that the tax bill? No, not really, Gilberto. We'll have to wait and see where we stand at that time regarding uh, Alpex uh, shares and market conditions. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of the question and answer session. I would like to turn the call back over to Mr. Hernan Lozano for closing remarks. Thanks to everyone for your interest in Alpha. If you have additional questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We would be pleased to assist you. We also extend our best wishes to you and your families to stay safe and healthy. Thank you for joining us today, and have a very nice day. This concludes today's conference. You may disconnect your lines at this time. Thank you for your participation, and have a great day.